You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Seven minutes past the hour. Hope you're doing well, wherever you might be. Get back to your text messages in just a little bit. Joining us now on the program, as she does uh, usually every Monday, it's uh, Marva in Miami. Marva, can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, I can hear you. Hey, there you go. You can hear me? Good, good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Nothing, absolutely nothing in the studio is working this morning. Like, it's amazing how you come in after being gone for a couple of days and everything gets completely changed and nobody thinks, hey, maybe we should fix it back. Because, you know, there's a live show on Monday. But nah, nah, it'll be fine. How was your weekend? Well, I mean... <laughs> My weekend was pretty good, but, you know, I think maybe you should have come into the studio late Sunday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make sure everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll have to go clean up after everybody else. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So how's your weekend? What did you guys get into down in hot Miami? Yeah. Didn't do too much this weekend. I went shopping to get the last of our soccer gear because the kids start practice tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, had to get all the stuff that they need, you know. Get the special soccer socks, the shin guards. That's going to be a lot of fun. Your first soccer practices. Wow. Yes. I want to know how much more alcohol you end up consuming throughout (laughs) the month of March. Just on a casual, you might just say, okay, here I go. Honey, you ready for the game? Hang on just a second. I need a couple more shots. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Soccer time. I I just wonder, you know, what what if the kids really take to this? I mean, what if they find they're really good at soccer and this is the beginning of something that's going to last for years? And years. <laughs> Ooh, and then you get into travel soccer. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
I mean, I know all for, you know, we're all for variety. You know, we've talked about there's like a youth track and field team down here, but we talked about, you know, maybe they want to do that next. They just want to try everything and see what they really like. But I'm just like, oh, but at least, you know, the coaches that I've met so far seem really nice. So I do like that. They have, seem to have a good attitude, um, which is also very nice and important for youth sports. So Wayne's asking if you remember to buy uh, sliced oranges for the kids at halftime, right? <laughs> no, but, you know, we said that there's going to be a sign-up sheet going out. You know, everybody's going to take a game when you have to bring snacks. So I went through that with uh, T-ball, <laughs> baseball last year. That That's fine, you know. I think we chose different weeks for the kids so I didn't have to bring so many snacks. But, you know, we dragged the cooler out there with all the snacks and great. Okay. All right. Well, keep us updated. Is this both kids now? Is this both? Yes, both okay. are playing, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And they practice at the exact same time. So my husband and I are trying to figure out, you know, how do we, does one just go to one kid? Do we switch 30 minutes in so we can see them both practice? How does that work? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I guess, uh, I guess we have to talk about the final weekend of ACC basketball on the men's side, right? I mean, um, yes, final weekend, yeah. past weekend. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, kind of kind of rough for UNC. The shots just were not falling yeah. against Duke. And we have seen <laughs> that happen to Carolina sometimes this season. You know, Carolina was on a three-game winning streak and had been shooting the ball incredibly well. And, you know, when Carolina shoots the ball really well like that, Carolina wins. But um, when the shots aren't falling, Carolina's not going to win usually. And it's just it's weird how it seems to happen, you know, for everyone. So, um, just the shots, again, they were not going in from three. Yeah. And some of that yeah. was Duke defense. I will give them credit. Uh, but some of it just poor shooting. I mean, it wasn't all on Duke. And you just cannot win like that. Um, also, Carolina did not get the ball to Armando Baycott enough. Um, there were a lot of times when he was running the floor and he beat his man down there and they just didn't get in the ball until it was too late until his man had caught up, or until he was double-teamed. They were trying to get him the ball. Then, of course, he can't get the ball out. Um, down the stretch, Baycott did have to sit with some foul trouble. Um, but when he was in, like I said, weren't getting him the ball enough. Uh, for the last four minutes of the game, Carolina did not make a shot. Last four minutes of the game. You are not going to win like that. Um, he'll miss the last seven shots. Um Overall, Carolina only shot 30% from the field and 22% from three. Now, it's not like Duke was lighting it up, though. I mean, Duke only shot 38% from the field. But what they did, which was really surprising, is that they beat Carolina in scoring in the paint. Um, They had 30 points from down low, and Carolina only had 16. And a lot of that goes to their freshman, Kyle Lepowski, I mean, he just kind of went off for Duke. He had 22 points and 13 rebounds. Um, on the Carolina side, Baycott and R.J. Davis both had 17 points for UNC. But in the second half, Baycott just had one basket. Now, part of that was him having to sit due to foul trouble. But the other part is teammates not finding him. And, of course, he's going to be uh, just smothered on defense. So, you know, it was just... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I tried to hold that you in. You're right there. Kidding. You're right. God bless you. I have, <laughs> I have allergies, and uh, and sometimes they, you know, it's just starting uh, to approach spring. You know, sometimes we have trouble with that. So, excuse me, allergies. It's okay. It, ha- um, it happens. It happens to everybody. No, no big deal. 
Yeah. But, you know, despite the poor <laughs> shooting, I mean, it's not like Carolina was blown out. I mean, Duke won this one 62 to 57. And before we came on today, I was looking back over the season, and Carolina lost a lot of close games like that. And it just, I don't know, somehow it seems to hurt more to lose a close game versus just, you know, it just wasn't your day and you get blown yeah. out. Tell you me know? about it. Tell me about it. I'm still dealing with it from Rad- Radford. Lost, we lost at the buzzer. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Give me a shot. Here. I know. What do you think? I know. I know. So, so Carolina, yeah. Carolina right now um, – is tied for the most losses ever by a preseason number one with 12. And they're in online. If they don't do well in the tournament, they are going to be the first ever preseason number one to not make the tournament. Well, you know, that, that that's not good. But I, <laughs> I am still ever the optimist. I think Carolina can win the ACC tournament. You know, Carolina's the seventh seed. Last year, Virginia Tech won the tournament from the seventh seed. They did. It can happen. They did. And if you look at the matchups, I mean, it it looks like it looks pretty favorable. BC or Louisville, um, right? You guys get BC or Louisville. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And I don't think it will matter too much which one of those Carolina faces. It'll be BC. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, we've seen some flashes. I know they have an awful record, but we have seen some flashes from Louisville. But again, I don't think it matters. No. Well, okay. So you think you're saying Carolina is going to get a win in that? Uh, in that second round is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes, I do see that happening. And then you'd advance to play Virginia in the quarters. And Carolina split with Virginia this season. Beat, lost to, to um, Virginia on the road, won at home. Um, yeah, I'm not buying and, Virginia. You know, I'm not that, buying Virginia. I'm with you. I'm, I, don't, but yeah. I think the stock on Virginia is a little kind of leveled off right now. Yeah, so Carolina could beat Virginia. And I get, you know, they beat them already. You know who's going to win this thing, don't you? I hate to say it. Probably Carolina. No, it's going to be uh, the guys in Durham are going to win this ACC tournament. No, 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 no. What's going to happen? Let's let's (laughs) just break this down. We're going to go for the whole thing. If you want to jump to the championship game, I I think Carolina and Duke are going to face each other in the finals. And I think you you hear this all the time. It's very hard to beat a team three times in one season. And I think Carolina's going to win. Well, we'll say this. I mean, in all seriousness, you guys are a seven seed. You're right. I mean, you're going to get BC in all likelihood because I, I can't imagine Louisville winning a game. But then again, who knows? Neither team's great, but Boston College is better. You can, like you said, you've beaten Virginia. Then, <laughs> if you won that one, you would get either Clemson or NC State in all likelihood. But then again, Virginia Tech has a shot to make some noise there too. And you know, Tech. Oh yeah. Tech could beat NC State, and they certainly could beat Clemson. They almost did. So, I mean. <sighs> but I think Carolina could beat any of those teams. I know that Carolina lost to Virginia Tech um, early in the season. Uh, that was when Baycott was sitting with an injury. Yeah. important. But I, I know. And Virginia Tech has been so up and down. I mean, I was also looking at Tech's record for the season. And a lot oh, of, yeah. there are a lot of close losses. And no doubt, um, no doubt, like head scratchers, and then some some great wins also in the mix. So, you know, it's I think it's it's pretty wide open. Like I, I would definitely not crown those people in Durham. No, I think I think you're right. I think it's I think they're just playing better than everybody else right now. I mean, I think they are. Um, but I think, what are you thinking now? You look at this realistically with the ACC and the bids. I mean, five teams they say are in. I can't believe they're going to settle at just five, though. I, I, I mean, there's got to be at least a sixth 
It's going to I'm get thinking it. it could be seven. Could be seven, too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> could well, be seven. It could be seven. You know, we talked earlier, and I think I said six to nine, and I've, I revised that. I'm thinking it, it could be seven because with the exception of those people in Durham, yeah. I yeah. do go for the other teams in the conference. It's always good for people to get these wins on a national stage, and I, I it could happen. It could, right? It could. It could Let's keep hope alive. So. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, and and a lot of teams could make up some noise in the tournament too. If they say, are you know? Do you think that Carolina? The, and this sounds like a ridiculous notion, but do you think that they're going to be better off once these guys are gone? The the paid group is gone. Well, you know, I had somebody to ask me, a good friend in Carolina fan asked me, did I want Baycott to come back next year? And I had to be very honest and say, you know, I really don't know, but I, I'm I'm intrigued by the idea of him coming back and playing with Jalen Washington, very talented freshman who's been not getting too much time. You know, he had an awful injury last year of his high school career, so he has been coming on really slowly. But I'm intrigued by those two guys playing together and as far as the others, I just don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I think it'll be good to get some other people in the mix with them. And I I just don't know what it is. Like, I just, very talented on paper. I don't understand why sometimes we go so cold from shooting. Like, I just don't understand that. Because, you know, we have seen teams win, though, with without a lot of shooters. But then they always have to be really keyed in on defense and everybody has to be that way to make it happen um if you you know aren't scoring points but i just don't understand the formula seems so simple it's like feed baycott you know let him foul get guys fouled out um let him even if he's not making the shot but usually he's gonna he's right there at the basket yeah, uh, I I don't know. It's very, it's just a very odd team. I it's don't, an odd I don't chemistry. Really know. Yeah, you know, looking at them, it's hard to put your finger on. I think what that, the I think we know. I, I think they know. I just don't think they talk about. It. I think we've been on it. I think they got paid, and I don't mean this. I'm not trying to put them down. Just be, you know, to give you a hard time. I think this happens a lot of places. I, I I think they got paid and they got fat and happy. I mean, this isn't the same team. This isn't the same attitude we've seen all year long. Right? They just don't look like, to me, they care a whole lot. I mean, I'm looking over in games that they're behind and they're losing, and they're over there on the sideline cutting up on the bench. I mean, it's just something's well, not right down there. I just don't know if they don't have a, 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 like a motor guy. Like, I think they need – like, I was watching the tournament. You know the ACC Network did that awesome documentary on the ACC tournament over the years? Yeah, yeah. And just because, you know, things were kind of rough this weekend, I, I had taped two of the episodes. They re-aired a couple of weeks ago. I taped two of them that focused on UNC primarily, and one of them was about that team with um, James Worthy. And I was watching them play, and I was really enjoying watching that. And I was like, oh, tell you used to really dominate people, and it was fun to watch. And oh, yeah. I, they used to. I just think, <laughs> I just think that I, I, I think they just need some, like I say, a motor guy. Like I, you know, I was watching the way you know James per, uh, Worthy, Sam Perkins, and you know Michael Jordan his freshman year, the way they were playing together. And I just feel like there's there's got to be 
a motor guy to make everybody gel. And by that, I just mean somebody who's constantly, you know, uh, running hot, constantly um, excited and, and bringing a lot of energy. Because um, maybe it's just personality. Like, I don't think there's a bad person on the team. Like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't the think guy they're bad people. No, I don't think they're bad I don't people. Think I don't think the case. Like, they seem like nice young guys. Um but that might also be part of it, nice young guys. Like, maybe they need somebody who is, you know, maybe not as nice. Like, they all seem really nice and polite. You know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, you don't want somebody who's going to be a troublemaker, but I just mean somebody who's not afraid to, like, you know, get in somebody's face or I think, whatever. I think in a situation like this, at least the way it appears, they got paid. And I don't think Hubert Davis has had any control got paid. over those. Yeah, but not to the extent they got paid. I mean, I, I've I've heard from pretty good sources around the league. That, I mean, Baycott got over a million, and I think and the Baycott other, hasn't been a problem. Well, he hasn't been very like, good either, right? He hasn't been very he hasn't good been either. Good. He's been okay. He's been okay. He's not a superstar. Armando Baycott is not a superstar college basketball player. He's not worth a million dollars. Well, he's up for, like, a lot of national awards. And, like, he has been, in terms of his production, his points, I mean, he's had, like, I would say maybe a couple of of down games he's had this season. But for the rest of the time, I mean, he's going to get his points. Like, he, and against Duke, I believe he had 17 points and I think 10 rebounds. Let's go back and check the rebounds. But, like, that's not a bad performance. No, I mean, it's not. But, I mean, he's just – he doesn't – let's put it this way. He doesn't dominate games. That's safe to say, right? He's a good player, a good college player, but he doesn't dominate games. He's not a guy you can say, hey, we're going to go to Baycott now and he's going to win us the game. Well, I think he could. He could. He could. Sure he could. Like, I think that's a problem. I think that's – I think – I don't know why they're not getting him the ball more, and he's facing a lot of double teams. I know that, but but when he is beating his guy down the floor, you gotta gotta reward that. Do you think they can turn it on again this tournament like they did last year? Given everything, I mean, they're gonna have I to. Think, they're I, gonna have to. I do think it. I do think it's possible. But if you watch this, if you go back and look at the record, it just really depends which Carolina team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that uh, beat beat Virginia? Um, pretty convincingly or is it going to be the team that had a lull at some point during the game there's like a lull and it's like might be five minutes but it's a key five minutes and so like for example against Duke Carolina was only down by one point at halftime again they didn't get blown out but they had that lull they had like four minutes where they didn't score you just can't you cannot do that and so it depends on which team shows up if they're, the shots are falling. They're moving the ball around well. They're they're feeding Baycott uh, when he's in good position. Yes, they could do that. It is possible. Like I, I would. I know a lot of people would be shocked, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a, a big run if that happens. Okay. Um, right. but, but the way they play, also, you gave. I wouldn't really be shocked if they had like went five minutes without scoring or something, and they and they lose. I know. My, exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. That's why we play the games, right? We'll see how it goes in the that, tournament. That is why, yes. Well, listen, uh, Godspeed. So tonight's the first practices? Is that right? No, Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Oh, well, good luck with that. I want to know how all that goes next week with your uh, dual soccer practices. Yeah, yeah. It should be, be fun. It's going to be great. 
going to be great. All right. Well, have a great time, and uh, good luck to your heels this week. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Ms. Marva. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Bye. That's Ms. Marva joining us. Hey, she's got to be optimistic. you got to be optimistic about your teams. We'll take a break. Come back. Bottom of the hour. Coming up rapidly. Stay with us. Don't go away. to hit the bottom of the hour uh, news break coming up. We'll be back with the second half of the program. like to hear from you. you send us a text message at 744-2990. Lots of coming in about Coach Hicks. Baker Team Hotline's always open for you at 639-4900. We'll be back second half of the show when we come back. Seven four four twenty nine ninety. Hope you're doing okay wherever you might be. Coming off a, uh, a busy weekend, obviously highlighted for many folks here locally by the uh, passing of the coach Joel Hicks, Pulaski County legend. Legacy will uh, stand forever. I'm trying to think. I mean, who's been more impactful in a community? than uh, Coach Hicks was in Pulaski County. Um, tough news that we all learned on Saturday. I know he'd been in failing health for a number of months. And then uh, the finale came, uh, unfortunately, on Saturday for Coach. But uh, he will rest easy, and he will have the clipboard going, and he will be doing all the coaching now from above. <laughs> right? That's what he will be doing. Good stuff from uh, Marva. Uh, we'll see what happens with the ACC tournament. The Tech men's journey gets underway tomorrow. 7 o'clock game. That'll be Notre Dame. And um, very, very manageable for Tech. And let's just talk about it. We know the women are set. I think the women are going to get a number one seed. But let's just talk about the men for a second. I mean, this isn't a horrible draw for them. They're sitting there at number 11. And I think they're going to beat Notre Dame. I really do. Um, and then they would get NC State, the number six seed, on Wednesday. Now, obviously, you're looking at a scenario where now it's, what, five games in five days with the six teams that have to play in the first round. 
So the way they do this, just like on the women's side, the top four get a double bye. Then you have teams five through nine get the first bye, and they're ready for the second round. But if you're going to be Georgia Tech, Florida State, BC, Louisville, Virginia Tech, or Notre Dame, you got to win five games now in this tournament if you're going to hoist the trophy again. And you'll never say that, well, I won't say that any team's incapable. I don't, I don't foresee Florida State, Georgia Tech, BC, Louisville, or Notre Dame doing much beyond I mean Georgia Tech Florida State somebody's got to win BC Louisville somebody's got to win and Tech Notre Dame a lot of people might say well somebody's got to win but Tech you know the one thing about it they're the only team in this opening round with a winning record all right I mean everybody else is under 500 BC the closest one to being at 500, but yet they are 15 and 16, 9 and 11 in the league. Now nobody has a winning record in the conference. That's why they're playing on Tuesday. But you could really foresee this team harnessing some of the returning players, harnessing what they had to go through last year. And again, it comes down to being capable, not trying to be a homer, not trying to say, hey, they're going to do this because they're tech. We just know these players better watching them and having talked to them and knowing Coach Young. It would not be, for me anyway, it wouldn't be an ultimate major surprise to see them go on a little bit of a run here. I mean, it could happen. NC State won't be an easy game for them to navigate through, but I do believe they're going to beat Notre Dame. I mean, they just recently played them. It was a high-scoring game at their place, 93-87. Um, NC State game was a four-point game, right? 73-69. Now, that was some time ago. But nonetheless, it wasn't a major blowout. And we've seen this team, when they're ready to play, and I mean play on the defensive end, they've got a shot. Maybe they gain momentum. That's the one thing that I look for this last week. You know, how would they approach it? They took care of business on the road at Louisville, as we thought they would, and I really thought they would have no trouble with Florida State, and they did not. So now you've got two games under your belt, and you can pick up on that and and just see what the heck happens. This team has to go out and win this tournament to make the NCAA tournament. But the one thing that I really liked about the Florida State game as I perused the box, Rodney Rice, 20 minutes, and now I think he is game ready to to play substantial minutes from the bench that they need. That, I think, more than anything, is a positive development for them. With Maddox no longer available, if you can get Poteet, Kid, and Rice to give you potentially eight guys, All right? Now, they blew out Florida State, but I did like the fact Padula only played 31 minutes. Couture only played 33 minutes. Not only, but you know what I'm saying? At least it's not 38-40. I mean, they made 16 threes in the game. 
Padula made six of the 16 three. So I do like the fact that Rice now is, is he's game ready. He's had enough game under his belt. What, about a half dozen games since he's been back? I think that's potentially going to serve this team well. And I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to go on this massive run. I'm just saying that the potential, as we all know, as you watch, is there. Now, granted, they've been very inconsistent. Brett just sent in a text message, and he's right. He says, Rick, hear what you're saying, but we've always thought this team was capable. They've shown they haven't been able to be consistent enough to be counted on. Thanks, Brett. You're right. Absolutely. Ken says, go back to the losses at home to Boston College and then at Georgia Tech. They just beaten Virginia. Boston College comes and beats us on our home floor. They just beat Notre Dame on the road. They go to Georgia Tech, who's worse, and they lose. I just can't see it happening. Thanks, Ken. I understand. 744-2990. And you know, to be honest, from a fan's perspective, this team hasn't earned your supreme optimism (laughs) I get it I get it but I'm just saying as well for a team that has to come through the opening round the bracket is not daunting through the first couple of rounds if they're able to advance Ray says did I just hear you say a little while ago with Marva that Duke's going to win the tournament you don't like Duke? True. But I'm just looking with my eyes. I don't think anybody in the league's playing any better than Duke Ray. That's all. Just trying to be honest. Not predicting that from a fan perspective, just predicting it, thinking, well, look at them. I'm not sure about Miami anymore. I mean, they lost to that Florida State team that Virginia Tech just beat by 22. Florida State went on the road to Miami, who was right now, at that point, they were the darlings of the league, and they beat them. Florida State finishes up the regular season in Blacksburg, got blown out, never were in the game. So I'm not really high on Miami. Virginia, I think they're just, they're too inconsistent for me. Offensively, they are. I don't think, I think that's a team that, Somebody gets them behind the eight ball. I just, I don't, they could win it. Obviously, they're capable. And Tony Bennett seems to do his best work in the postseason. This is true. Carolina's got the talent. We just talked about that with Marva, though. I don't think they have the desire. I just don't. I mean, everybody who does all these brackets and Joe Lenardi and All this stuff said, hey, you know what? If Carolina beats Duke, this is like a tournament game. If they beat Duke, they are likely going to be in. So then what happens? They lose. They lose the game. Tech now 68 in the net, by the way. We heard David Till talk about the net rankings, though, not being the end for all for these teams. How highly ranked teams, the in for all, have been overlooked for different things. 
<laughs> Text message, Tony Bennett has already cut the nets down for the regular season co-championship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it? They put out a bunch of tweets. Hey, we're co-regular season champions. Okay. Yay. <laughs> well, Miami got the number one seed, so they're the regular season champions. Sorry. That's the way it works. <laughs> ACC not dynamic. As in years past, kind of setting up the way it was last year. But you just got to look and see, though. And again, the texture gave me a hard time. I mean, Duke is, they're just playing really great basketball. I mean, they're going on this thing with a streak. What, they've won six in a row? They beat Tech, NC State, Carolina during that streak. They've had some ups and downs, but they seem to be peaking at the right time. Right? I just think they're probably the team right now. Uh, it's just who I'm looking at and thinking, well, I would trust them a lot more than Miami and Virginia right now. But it's a neutral floor. But I do like the way they're playing. I do. So any event. We shall see how it all breaks down and plays out here coming up tomorrow. We'll have Mike Burnup on tomorrow. He'll be in Greensboro getting ready to call the game, and we'll get his honest appraisal about what might occur, get his take as well on what uh, he expects to see from the Virginia Tech perspective and how all that may play out. So it's going to be very, very um, enticing to see. But this is what March is all about, and there's going to be a lot of upsets that we're not thinking about right now, and especially when we fill out those brackets coming up next. I guess people will start filling out next Sunday when the field is announced. But for the men, five games to win to be in. The women wait to see whether they get rewarded properly with a number one. And that's what we're going to wait and see. I think they will. I think they will. That's not true, Wayne. Rick is a Duke homer playing devil with a blue dress and eats turkey bacon. That's not true. (laughs) Although I do like that song. Mitch Ryder, right? Devil with a blue dress. (laughs) it's about 10 minutes for the top of the hour hope you're doing okay wherever you might be coming out of the basketball weekend heading into a big week obviously on the hardwood it's going to dominate this is going to be a basketball fan feast I'll tell you what Stay with us. More coming up.
not off the leash yet. We're happy to have you with us and hope you'll come back often. Big Dog Sports Talk will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on WRAD. women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech, and I love listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Kenny Brooks got very emotional uh, during the post game yesterday, talking about his family in particular uh, for all the support that he had received um, in making this move to Blacksburg. Not easy on the, his wife or his kids, and to see the ultimate reward. Um, very good post-game interview yesterday with uh, Kenny. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. So uh, we appreciate that. Let's go to the uh, Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hello, who is this? Alexa, hang up. <laughs> okay. Somebody got the wrong number there. 639 <laughs> You want to call us up? Seven four four twenty nine ninety on the text line. Uh, we're getting uh, we've gotten a ton of uh, text messages today regarding uh, Coach Hicks, and uh, we appreciate all those uh, that have come in from all over the place. Let's try this uh, one more time here. This is interesting. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this, is, this is Max Farmer. Hey, man. Yeah. I, where, where, yeah. yeah. Where is uh, Turner coaching now, Jack Turner? Uh, he was what at Chatham? Is that right? I believe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was on his way to work this morning when they were talking about Coach Hicks. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good program. That's a good program. And you got a good program too. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. Chatham. I listen. I listen to your program every morning. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. It. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate Take you. Care. Appreciate you. Hey, good morning. Who's this? That's Big Al and Galax. Hey, Big Al. How you doing, man? Great. I know you're a Pulaski County Cougar. Yes. Sorry for your loss with Coach Hicks. I had an opportunity to meet him several times. I always thought he was a class act. Mm-hmm. He was. Absolutely he was. With, with regards to Louisville, I'll say something my dear departed dad used to say. It's hard to hide class. <laughs> Absolutely. How ridiculous I was thought, that, Al? My goodness. I thought that was that and... Uh, the punch to or the uh, hit to uh, Kitley's throat. I thought that was two of the cheapest shots I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I watched Louisville play some last year, and I agree with you. A lot of that comes from their coach. So not not real impressed with him as a coach. At least how he coaches his team. Anyway, that's all I've got. You have a great day. All right, thanks, Al. Appreciate you. Well said. All right, so Rodney just uh, reminded me. Yeah, you're right, Rodney. He's an assistant coach, Jack, at Ferrum. That's where he he went back to his alma mater. He was at Chatham, right? He was there for a while. I think that was his last stop on the high school ranks. Haven't talked to Jack in a long, long time. 639-4900. He's an assistant at Ferrum. Scotty Scott's going to join us. A long-time public address announcer, by the way, at uh, Pulaski County. Get his take and going to be very interesting um 
all the tributes. Johnny said, uh, hey, Coach Hicks deserves a statue out in front of the stadium. Absolutely he does. Yes. And then some. Absolutely he deserves a statue outside of the stadium. I guarantee you that's something that's going to be discussed. Um, I think that's a great idea. I don't think you would have to have to worry about uh, getting any kind of funds for that. I think that would take care of itself, to be honest with you. I think people would make sure that happened. There's a lot of great uh, images you could do to honor Coach Hicks. But, yeah, he's deserving of a statue. You better believe he is. I would like to see that happen. Um, somewhere up there around the field house as you come down the stairs. It'd be awesome. All right. Two hours in the books. Hour three coming up. Power hour. We're going to talk to Scotty Scott and get his thoughts. Of course, um, he saw Coach Hicks a lot more than I did in recent years working up there in the Pulaski school system. So we'll get his take. And more of your text messages. A lot of tributes coming in for Coach. Hour three straight ahead. 